This is the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Achieving your dream retirement is a lot like making the big leagues. To achieve your dreams, you need great coaches. Each week, Greg and Danny share insights to help you reach your financial goals and achieve your retirement dreams. Now, the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. And again, we thank you for being here for the Ice Blue Money Podcast. If you haven't done so yet, please go ahead and hit your uh, like, follow, subscribe, whichever button you have there on your podcast player so you don't miss an episode when they come out. My name is Bill Seller, and I get to hang out with these two guys every week, which uh, makes me very happy. With me is uh, Greg Carter and Danny Bullock of Ice Blue Money. How are you guys? Outstanding. Best day of my life. It makes me happy to hang out with you too, Bill. (laughs) <laughs> we are here all the time to um, to try to help folks understand what it takes to get to and through retirement, right? It's never too early to start planning, first of all. And secondly, once you get there, are you set up in a way to make sure that all that money that you have put away is going to work for you the best way possible? And that's what uh, Greg and Danny specialize in, and that's why we get together all the time to talk about that. we got some of that good stuff coming up, but i got to get something off my chest, guys. Uh-oh. I um. I'm one of those people, I'm in the camp of, uh, I think tipping has gotten out of control, Mm. just out of control. It kind of started back during the pandemic, right? When a few folks were out there working, I just, you know, everybody was a little bit nicer and tipped a little more because times were tough and all that. But now it's become almost uh, expected no matter what. I saw a guy do a video the other day where he um, went somewhere and did his own self-checkout. And at the end, the machine popped up and said, what kind of tip would you like to give? Oh, you got to be kidding me. At his self-checkout. No, I wish I was. <laughs> I mean, this is what it's come down to now. And then if you're a fan of the uh, food delivery services, DoorDash has a new tipping policy. And they want you to tip their drivers so bad that if you enter zero for the tip amount on your mobile order, you will get a message on the app telling you that orders with no tip might take longer to be delivered. Then they follow up with, are you sure you want to continue? Well, at that point, I'd be like, well, hell no. Yeah, this is a weird one. You know, we, we did a whole lot of food delivery service during the pandemic. And sadly, we still do it. And when I give my teenagers money to order and they say, how much is it? And that's 20 bucks. I send them 20 bucks. I say, well, what about the tip? And they say, I'm not giving a tip. And I said, that guy's or that lady's bringing your food. Like give them something, at least $2, $3. And so I, I think it's that you should do it. Oh, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree that you should. Those guys that are driving out there, that's how they're making their money. But, right. but to say that if you don't tip us, we're giving our drivers the option to select which orders they actually want to deliver. I don't know, man. That just seems like uh, it could be. Yeah. 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 It's kind of no, like when, I, when you go through Starbucks and they got that little mm. thing on the window ledge, right? You're handing me a coffee through a window. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> It's tough because tips used to be tied to service, I guess. And, and the better the service was, the bigger the tips were. And, you know, then, you know, they got into, well, if the bill is a certain amount of money. Then this is what the tip, quote unquote, should be that sort of thing. And then that started to go up. Oh, it used to be 10% of the bill. Then it was, you know, what is it? 18%. And now I see right. some where it's 18, 20 and 25% yeah. of, of what the bill is. And it's like, okay, I get it, but I want to, I like to give it based on the service and, I don't like to be, you know, forced to do anything. That's why we don't do a lot of delivery. <laughs> I go to pick the food up because I think what they're asking one for delivery, and then on top of that with tips, is just more than I, I you know, whatever. I, I, we live close enough; we can go get it. Well, DoorDash claims it's a it's a test to help create the quote mm-hmm. best possible experience for all members of our community. Well, here's a thought: pay them more. Because I'm telling you, you know, when this all started during the pandemic and stuff, there were not the fees also associated mm. that there are now. 
That's true. If you order $20 worth of food, it's already $28 due to fees and taxes. Then they want you to tip on top of that. Take those fees I'm paying you and pay your drivers better. Tipping needs to be earned. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, again, they're not going to push it back onto them because it's not their responsibility to tip their drivers or pay their drivers more, right? What if you don't have it? What if you really don't have $10, $20 to give as a tip and it really is only $3? What if that's all you have is, you know, for a tip? Do you still go to the back of the line because it's not something that they feel is sufficient? Well, I don't know about that. I just know that if you put in zero, you're going to diminish your chances. Look, I I will give you a great tip (laughs) if you show up on time and my food is hot. Mm. Let me tip you then, just like at at a restaurant when the meal is over. Whatever. Whatever. Sorry. I didn't mean to go down my road. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I got it. I got it. Come on. Look, in my corporate career, I've I've been in conference rooms and meetings uh, trying to figure out how we could add fees onto a bill, to a utility bill. I won't name the company, but, you know, to close a budget gap, you just make up charges. Companies do that, sadly. Well, you know, I think in uh, Europe, tipping isn't a big thing. I don't believe they tip in a lot of European countries. When folks come here and vacation or whatever, they're surprised by the practice. Anyway, thank you for letting (laughs) me get that off my chest. That's what we're here for, Bill. Moving forward. That's what we're here for. (laughs) That's right. Thank you. Today's therapy session with Bill, sponsored by. So when we do talk retirement, one of the first things that most of us think about as far as putting money away is a 401k because it gets offered through your employer and you go to work and you just sign up for it. And actually, by the time you're done, it's not unusual to have 401k or other retirement plans at two or more former employees, right? People tend to forget about them sometimes. I read an article with Wells Fargo where they said that they're kind of like a pile of jigsaw puzzle pieces, right? You can't always see the big picture because they're spread out. Do you guys agree with that? And do you run into folks who will come to you and go, oh man, I forgot about that? Or Yeah. Yeah. yeah it happens often. I mean, I, I find probably on an annual basis, a couple hundred thousand dollars in 401ks, maybe more that people have forgotten about. And I usually help them you know, find the number from the former employer's HR group and call. And indeed, there is money, uh, whether it's a pension fund or an old 401k they forgot about, they moved, maybe the statements kind of stopped following them as they moved around. But it, it goes back to our process. We're not just here to sell people products or investments. We really want to do full comprehensive planning. And, and when we do that, we got pretty cool software that helps people visualize what's in their financial life, what makes that up. And, we, and the more questions we ask, which is, is this the only retirement account you have? Did you ever work anywhere else? Um, that usually helps to, quote unquote, bubble up the idea that, yeah, you know what? I do have something for my old employer. I forgot about that. And so we can bring that into the picture and help uh, make the plan more solid. You know, I'm really surprised at how many people um, we deal with that, you know, we stoke their memory of an old 401k account. You know, I like to tell people when you are leaving your job, your employer, and you're packing your things up, they give you that little box and you get to pack your stapler and, you know, all the things on your desk. Don't forget your 401k. (laughs) You know, that's coming with you. You know, a lot of us seem to, you know, forget that, you know, we put money away and it's magically just going to transfer itself. And it doesn't. And not only does it not transfer itself or or brings itself along with you if you don't move it, it also doesn't reallocate itself. You know, nobody's watching that 401k nine times out of 10 anymore. And so whatever you were allocated in at that time, you're going to stay in until you do something about it. And so if you never touch it and you're really, really conservative and, and, and the market's doing well, 
you're not going to be able to benefit from that. And then just on the reverse side, if you're really risky and, you know, market takes a tumble and things of that nature, that portfolio is going to feel it as well. So you want to make sure that not only are you taking that with you, but you understand where your assets are allocated and what your options are. And also, just so folks know, right? I mean, once you leave your work job or your work job, that's, work I just made job. up a word. Work job. Once you, I love that. <laughs> I, it's I, once you leave that job <laughs> or that place of work, wow. Uh, you know, the 401k <laughs> may sit there, but it doesn't really grow, does it? Or, or, or does that depend on how it's invested? Yeah. So I, I'm glad you said, Bill, I use this analogy. My kids they get tired of my analogies, but an old 401k is like a house plant. So if you have a house plant and you don't water it, it's going to probably still grow at times. It'll pull some moisture from the house, you know, depending on the season and maybe there's sunlight coming through the window. So it'll grow. But at other times, it'll be dry in the house or it'll be wintertime. It'll be cloudy, overcast, and it won't get as much sun and it'll wither. And so it just keeps going through this cycle. Hopefully it doesn't die, but if you don't care for it, it's not going to thrive and grow. And that's what Danny's talking about. If you've got an old 401k, it's better to start to work with that because you're no longer able to contribute to it because you don't work at an employer. They're no longer going to match anything because you're not contributing. So it's just sitting there like a house plant that you don't water or give plant food to. So we want to help folks take care of that plant, that old house plant, and let it grow and be a part of this whole garden, which is retirement. How's that for an analogy? I, I like it. Pretty good. And you know, I think one of the bigger reasons you want to pay attention to it as well, this can be a really good springboard for you too. I mean, sometimes yeah. the option may be to roll it into your uh, new employer's 401k plan, or you know, one of the things that we look at is using the strategy to make that its own individual investment bucket of its own. You know, and then using that strategically to help make all the other puzzles of your retirement plan fit. You know, you got to make sure that you are um, understanding exactly what you, you own. And, and that's the power that you have with you when you're able to take that thing out of the employer's plan and have a separate IRA setup, you know, and really going in and now picking strategically with somebody, of course, you know, helping you along the way. Uh, advisor, you know, uh, pick things that match your current uh, situation, rebalancing to fit your current lifestyle. What risk assessment uh, are you at? And, and making sure this uh, retirement bucket actually fits a lot better than, you know, your previous 401k did. And yeah. of course, too, the, the, the other danger of forgetting about the 401k and then finding it later in life is that life can change, right? And mm. when you go back to claim that, you realize, especially if you are sitting with Greg or Danny and mm. you're sitting there with your current significant other and they pull up your old 401k and the beneficiary is not that person. I, I imagine those are some fun times, Ooh, right? You guys have gone through that kind of thing, right? That's, that's an argument. You know. yeah, why, why is she still on there? <laughs> and, and you know, that's important too, you know, making sure your beneficiaries are up to date. That's another reason you want to make sure you don't just leave that thing out there floating to pick up somewhere down the line. Like you said, Bill, life changes. And if your beneficiaries aren't up to date and something were to happen to you, they're not going to give you a do-over. They're not going to let you take a letter and write it. And, oh, I made a mistake. This is who should have been my beneficiaries at the time. Can you now change it? You know, because I'm I'm the wife. Well, no, we honor who is the beneficiaries on the form. And so it's your responsibility. It's your money, your retirement, your responsibility. But we're also yeah, here to and, help. Yeah, and it's re it is very serious. Beneficiary designations on bank accounts and retirement accounts are a form of estate planning. 
because those things pass through probate just like mm. a trust. And so it's it it cannot be changed. It's it's absolute in fact. And when I say it can't be changed after the person passes away, it cannot be changed. It's irrevocable. So you you must have those things up to date, which again makes an argument for somebody helping you do this comprehensive planning that Danny and I do so that we can catch those things in a net and make sure that they don't bite us later. I try to tell so many people I can, you know, if if you're trying to get your finances together or if you're just getting started towards retirement or you're near retirement, you've got to have a team on your side that understands the ins and outs of what you can do with your money. I'm about there myself and I don't know everything. So it's good to have people on your side who can, you know, alert you to things and let you know about different avenues where all that money you've worked hard to put away can continue to work for you after you've left your work job uh, to, <laughs> to, I love that. To, work, to, uh, to get you through retirement. The other thing about the 401k, and I'm curious, guys, because I, I don't know. Obviously, if you have a choice between a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k, would you want to go with the Roth? And do many employers even offer that? Yeah, good question. So what what I find, I know you find this too, Danny, is more and more employers are allowing employees to contribute to a Roth component of the 401k, meaning they can fund a 401k with after-tax dollars. But what I find is often there's a limit on that. I mean, you can't contribute as much to that after-tax Roth type section or portion of your 401k than you can the traditional part the pre-tax part. But whenever we discover that, we find the rules out, the client and I will find the rules out and we will max out that after-tax bucket. Because as I always stand on my soapbox and beat the dead horse about is you have to have a bucket of tax-free money for the future. And so if an employer is allowing you to do that, why wouldn't you? You know, there are reasons why you will or will not get a deduction for that, but it's so important. So if you have that option, we want you to take it. And I think that's the most important word, Greg, option, knowing your options, whether it's with your current 401k or with the previous 401k from a a previous work job, as Bill said, know your options. And that's what we we help specialize in. You know, uh, you want to look at your 401k and make sure you're in the right risk profile for where you are now. And then you're bringing all of that stuff with you, bringing your old 401ks with you and allowing them to fit like a puzzle piece into your current financial situation to make sure all of those pieces fit. You've got to make sure you know your options. Absolutely. And, and again, that's where a team of people can help you, right? Or even if it's just one person you really trust. And, and you know, that's what Greg and Danny do. This is exactly what they do is they help you put all this stuff together and they help you figure out what kind of money you have where and the best way to utilize that money through your retirement. If you want to find out more about these guys, check them out at icebluemoney.com. That's the website, icebluemoney.com. On there, you'll be able to find out more about Greg and Danny, some other tips and tricks too, to help you with your retirement planning. And again, take it from somebody who's getting close to the, (laughs) a lot closer to those years than he was, uh, well, whatever. You know what I'm saying? When I had a work job back in the day. You're a little older. You're, you're getting a little older. I am a little a little closer to it than, I, than I'd like to admit. Let's put it that way. But uh, I wish I'd had this kind of uh, foresight and folks to help me when, when I was working my way up. So always a pleasure to get together with you guys. Um, before we leave, though, if you don't mind checking your phones, I just sent you uh, an option to tip me for my service here at the end of the uh, podcast. Get right on that. If, if we don't tip you, we won't get this episode for another month or so, right? <laughs> That's pretty much it. I'm just saying. But anyway, it's always a pleasure, gentlemen, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Awesome. And remember, everybody, the future depends on what you do today. 
Guys, keep believing in what you're building and you're going to be just fine. Till next time. You've been listening to Greg Carter and Danny Bullock and the Ice Blue Money Podcast, helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any comments regarding safety and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advice products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. No legal advice options or recommendations are being made in respect to this proposal. You should consult your tax professional or attorney concerning such advice and opinions.